Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your RPG. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. And joining me, as always, is the legend, Carrie. Hi. And Jason, the favorite. And also the one who was blown away by how many F-bombs are in Apocalypse World. Right. What are you saying? I I mean, it's... (laughs) Not in a bad way, but there's a lot of. I kind of, I kind of want to read it now. You should read it. It's, it's a very interesting book. They're, like what the fuck? Yes, exactly. All the time. Heck yeah, it's my kind of game. <laughs> you would, you probably would like it more than Ryan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, before we get into talking about other things, let's get a quick rundown of our Patreon backers. Do we have anybody new? No. Perfect. <laughs> Bastards. I mean, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> well, we have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash podcast, and you can uh, commit to a couple of dollars every month, and you'll get free stuff, and you'll also get shout-outs on the air. And some of the people who got shout-outs are... Joel Eastland. Ooh. Oh, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have such a weird relationship because I've seen you with Joel. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. Joel's well, kind of like a big teddy bear, and I can't discuss any of the things you said at the conversation because they're all very uh, incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I remember it distinctly. Oh dear! <laughs> the most interesting thing that Joel ever told me was Joel is a fireman, mm-hmm. and so he has seen many bad things. But the most interesting thing he ever told me is that that the way they quickly on site of an emergency diagnose whether or not somebody's head injury is a traumatic brain injury or not mm-hmm. is they field them up to see if they have an erection. Okay, this is going to sound crazy. That's not the first person who's told me that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, knew a guy who was uh, who flew in a helicopter as a medic for a while in uh, Iraq. Uh-huh. He yeah. said that if they were dying, they had a boner. Yeah. So, Joel Eastland, uh, feeling up dead people. Oh, my gosh. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan Martin cannot top that, but oh. he's still pretty amazing. Oh. Ryan, Ryan Martin is my favorite, Ryan. Uh, well, that's fair. I like him better than I like myself. Well, that's we all feel that way. Uh, well, I thought you liked everybody better than you well, liked yourself. you know. You know who I don't like better than myself? Drew Stevens. Drew Stevens. <laughs> So Drew is having some real Game of Thrones issues yes. on his Facebook. Uh, I, I I agree with a lot of the stuff that he's saying. I think it's not as bad as he says it I, is. I think and he he's going to yell at me for that. I think he needs a hug. No. Well, it's, it's pretty it's pretty it's, intense. It's a pretty intense show. I, I know y'all don't watch it, but I, I read all the memes, so I know what happened. Basically, yes. Yeah, I know everything. Mm-hmm. You, you can. You I am have to not Jon Snow. I know. Ah. <laughs> We've also mm. got Joe Hines. Right. I don't know how upset he is about Game of Thrones. So. No, he doesn't post about it constantly. He doesn't worry about it because he's so busy doing Lost Colonies. That I really want to go to Lost Colonies. Yeah. It's just so far away. Yeah. If you're in the Northeast, you should check that out. Lost mm-hmm. Colonies. It's Lark. a DC local, right? Uh, maybe. I believe so. Yes. yes. We should make that sound more certain later. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've also got Noah Coltrip. Yes, we do. And I don't know how Noah feels about Game of Thrones or Lost Colonies or he traumatic head injuries. I know how he feels about Drew Stevens. Though. Okay. Oh. Anyone else? We've got Sarah. Rah, 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 rah. What do you do if you want a shout out? Well, if you want a shout out, we'd love to give you one. You can get one by helping us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash honor roll podcast. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were here at this table recording a podcast. So we are recording this podcast really late. It is Wednesday night. It we're is. normally We've normally done this two days ago by now. Mm-hmm. Well, normally it would be a week ago. Yeah. So, Jason, tell us what's up and why uh, okay. we're so, late. <laughs> the upside is that uh, I've got some overtime this week, so it meant that we couldn't record it all on Monday or Tuesday night, and this is the first time I've only worked 10 hours instead of 12. Overtime is good sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. I need some money right now. We're setting up that new apartment and also, uh, you know, bills. Right. I need to catch them so Right. So sick of those things. I'm not a big fan either. It's like I tell everybody at work, I'm really only here because the bank. They <laughs> call me at home every time I get laid off and they're like, so when are you going back to work? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I have to go to work because of that. But you've also, you've been reading Apocalypse World. Yes. I, I, I like all the Powered by the Apocalypse games I've read so far. I like this one because, you know, we've had this discussion several times about edgy content and how to handle it. And this is a game that has a lot of implied sexual content. And I think it handles it really well. Well, One of the things it talks about is essentially that you should always fade to black mm -hmm. uh, because there's no good way at a table for you to do that. Right. You could do it on the table, but not at the table. And so, I mean, I don't want to sit around with three of my best friends (laughs) and listen to two of them, you know, fuck. (laughs) I don't want to do that. And it talks about how you set the scene and fade to black. And one of the... and it's, it's interesting because it's actually a, a mechanic, a core mechanic of the game is that different playbooks have sex moves. And <laughs> those moves have nothing to do with sex. They all, they all have to do with how much more you know the person now. Right. And one of the beauties of the game, and a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse games use this, and some other games do, the closest of your connection with somebody, whether positive or negative, can be used against them. Hmm. So, like, if I want to hit you and we screwed last night, it's easier. Yeah, my but guard is down. Your guard's down. I'll never That's forget fair. when you and I had had sex. That's right. And I punched you right in the nose. And I was like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Because we just had sex. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway. This is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to fade the black on that. It's yeah. what has been doing during the week. Um, I have been working on art, as usual. So much mm-hmm. art. And then I've been working on doing the new mush, setting up the adventures not wanted. Right. I haven't been able to watch the Twitch much lately. What's been going on? I have been doing some watercolors. I've been working, trying to figure out the Snowhaven cover. I've been kind of struggling with some concepts, so I think I finally figured out how to do that. Um, And that's about it. Lots of of, uh, coloring book pages. 
Oh, really? You're mm-hmm. doing more coloring book pages? That's oh, that's the, right. You're working on the second book, right? I'm, I'm I'm actually working on book two and three at the same time. So what are they again? Uh, the, the second one is going to be Colorful Tales of Delightful Desserts, and then the third one is going to be the second Colorful Tales of Dreadful Dolls. I have a question. Are the desserts going to be scary like the dolls no. are? Okay. No. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to have a book in between each scary book mm-hmm. to be able to reach other audiences. I like that. Because and and my actual hope was that if because I made the dreadful doll coloring book, everyone gave me creepy dolls. So now I'm making a delightful dessert and I'm waiting for people to send me desserts. Well, I mailed you that ice cream. Did it come? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah. Uh. And that's about it. What about you, Ryan? I had a work trip Yes, so you did. I was in Atlanta for a few days, and that was exciting. It was kind of cool. There was it, I was at a social media conference, so I actually learned there was a couple of panels on podcasting that were kind of insightful. Oh, and so that was fun. You should offer to do a podcast for your job, and then we can record our podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, we also uh, have continued to be working on the gun belt. We think that we are settled on on our mechanics, and so while we still need to do a little more play testing, we're starting to look at the genre text again. Okay. So that's fun. It's my hope that when you get almost done, I can make some offhand comment that sends you back to the drawing board. Just break board. it. Yeah. Because I, I, I have will, one that I'm sitting on. I will punch you, Jason. <laughs> I've got you, have one. Have, you have to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> it lowers the difficulty level. Well, okay. Uh, that's about it for what's going on with us. Let's move on to combat rounds. Okay. Right. Welcome to combat rounds. So today is kind of a, a, a topic that I... I'm actually kind of excited about. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's our very special episode. That's right. Today, our topic is shut up and listen. I guess we just need to tell the story. Yeah. So the last few months, Jason and I specifically have been really trying very hard to not talk over Carrie. And we've been really bad at it. You guys have tried. And we had gotten better. A little bit, yeah. It was kind of this ongoing thing that we would get together as, as we were preparing to do the podcast. We'd talk about it. Hey, let's try and make sure that we're giving Carrie the space she needs and including her in the conversation as much as we can. And uh, we would make a joke about it, right? And the joke was really a note to us. And on, it's supposed to be on us, especially when I did it. I wasn't trying to make fun of Carrie. I was making fun of the fact that I talk over people. When, when you're a listener and you aren't aware that we're we're working on that, it just sounds like we're being total dicks. Right. We got an email last week and somebody actually said, hey, you guys are doing a great job. We like your show. We like that you bring a diverse, inclusive voice by having Carrie on the show. She's the legend. But you and Jason keep interrupting her and make jokes about it. And it's uh, it, it's not cool. Right. We are doing this show called Shut Up and Listen because it kind of made us realize a few things about the struggles that some gamers have being at a table with a bunch of, of white guys. Yep. So if, <laughs> if, if we're doing it and, and we're definitely doing it badly, I mean, 
We do it all the time. We do it to each other, but we do it to carry more. And we're actively trying not to. Think about what it must be like for someone who is that they're they're not even trying. They don't realize that there's even an issue. Right. And, and, and that part, happens all the time. Absolutely. And they're certainly not listening back to recorded versions of themselves to hear what it sounds like. I mean, what what is the statistic if a woman talks through 30% of a conversation? The, usually men think that they're trying to domineer the conversation. It's there, something like that. Yeah, yeah, there's some some statistic like that that's really, when you look at it, you go, but that's not even 30%. It's, it's not even half. half. Right. Right. So we want to start the show by just saying, you know, Carrie, I'm sorry that we interrupt you. Um, Carrie, I apologize. I've done it a ton, and, I, and I've made jokes about it, and I shouldn't. No, and, and I, I want both of you to know that I know that you guys aren't doing that maliciously. But I do appreciate you guys being aware and apologizing. And I'm going to go out and say, in some ways, because we're not doing maliciously, it's it's almost worse because we're we're conditioned to believe that it's okay to talk over whoever I want to. And as a woman, I'm conditioned to let you, and that's insane. Me and Ryan definitely need to make sure, doubly so, because it's easy for you to silence yourself, Mm -hmm. that we are not guilty of it ourselves. And I am going to start trying to make my voice heard more. You know, what Jason was saying is, is such a huge piece of this. You know, if, if we're, we're aware and trying not to, and it's still happening, Mm -hmm. how much does it suck with people who aren't even thinking about it? And there are people who do it maliciously, who have no interest in female voices and drown them out on purpose. This is a perfect opportunity for us, first of all, to own our, you know, behaviors. And, and that gives us an opportunity to actually talk about these behaviors and the problems that they are and, and the, the issue that, that exists, not just, and, and this issue is bigger than gaming, but, oh, yeah, yeah. but we are only going to really kind of talk about it in terms of gaming as we are a game podcast, right? Sure. All right, as we get started, I want to say Jason and I are middle-aged white guys. What? And <laughs> we're going to say the wrong thing at some point. And and I think it's important that this is a safe space because we are all so close and, and such good friends yes. that we are able to say the wrong thing and it would be it will be an accident, but there are people who are going to be listening who are thinking the same wrong thing and we need to be able to squish that. Well, and it, this is a learning experience. I want to real quickly say that I had to go through and make a list. Quickly going, okay, what do I want to talk about on the on air? Right. Because, uh, you know, there's some stuff that has happened that I don't want to talk about on air. And, and, like, and that in itself is crazy and should be a giant red flag. But as I started to make the list, it was really hard for me to make this list because being treated poorly in the gaming community is the norm for women. And you don't remember what regularly happens. You remember what stands out. And and the things that stand out are the unusual things. Mm-hmm. So you so you would be more likely to remember being welcomed in a gaming group. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the thing that stands out is after my first horrible D&D game that the dungeon master made an all-girl game. That's what stands out. Since we've talked about it before, can you just quickly... 
I was invited to go play a D&D campaign and was unaware that it was an all-evil campaign. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up and sat down at the table, they handed me a sheet. And then the guy two seats down from me said, and I'm going to rape her. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, when, when women have told me these stories in the past, at the beginning, and I'm trying to not sound like a jerk here. I didn't quite believe them because, like... It sounds so ridiculous. How could that be true? Right, because it, it had never personally happened to me. Right. Because my gaming groups were always small and close personal friends. Right. And I didn't game in high school because there wasn't enough people to do it. So I wasn't exposed to that sort of teenage boy gamer stuff. And, and I would like to point out that I was friends with quite a few people at that table. Right. So this wasn't like some stranger who was insensitive. Nope. You know, and, and that's insane. And you know, he was thinking, it's okay, it's not me, Carrie. I'm just playing, like, doing what my character would do. You know, or, or they're just going, <laughs> right. Right. It, again, it's not malicious, but like, as you said, that almost makes it worse. You're, you're talking about rape as a joke to make everyone laugh at the table. Well, you know, in some ways, malicious actions are easier to fix. Because yeah. you're going to be like, hey... You know that's wrong. You know you're being evil. And then they're like, oh, shit, you're right. Or, yeah. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, oh, I'm or the bad guy. Or you can be like, you're a bad person. And I'm not going to associate with you anymore. Ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that experience came out okay because after your your mm-hmm. DM realized how bad it was. Oh, he did. He felt so bad. <laughs> and then he started an all-girl game. He did, so. and that was one of the best gaming groups I've ever been in. <laughs> And I mean, I will say this for 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 my my dungeon master. He he it was so funny because you know he also would then afterward be like, "Hello, ladies, come hang out with me." He just I think he did it just to to flirt with everyone, right? But like it was safe, right? And comfortable, and we all got to play D anD D and have fun. Friends can flirt. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about your nickname. Oh, my nickname. So I played in a guru organization. Oh, right. Um, and my character's name was Bates the Hook. And my costume for the character was a pink tank top. Right. With butterflies on it, because she followed butterfly. And I was very proud of the costume, because I thought it was cute. And I wore a tank top. Sure. Which meant that I had cleavage. hmm And... There was an entire game in this organization, and it spread from that game, but it's, it started with one that I would visit about once a month, and they started referring to me as P.T. Bates. Right. Not, uh, to your face? No, not okay. to my face. They would refer to me everywhere else, though, in and out of character, as P.T. Bates, and that stood for Perfect Tits Bates. So, I, I've got a weird comment about this. I knew that people called you P.T. Bates mm-hmm. because you, we were still in that orc for a long time. Yeah. Right? I, I wasn't in it back then. And uh, people would talk about P.T. Bates to me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, Carrie used to have this cool character, P.T. Bates, da-da-da-da-da-da. Or, oh, there's P.T. Bates because there was a couple of times you played her as an NPC. Right. And did but, you just assume it was her initials or something? Yes. I had yeah. no idea that that's what it meant. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that it was part of the character once I found out what it meant, I'm like, oh, well, if she's Carrie very, named her that, that's She's her very business. proud of herself. No, right. no, that was not me at all. <laughs> and I didn't know about it for a couple of years. Years? Well, yeah, because they didn't say it to my face. That's insane. And it got to the point where people were calling me that, and 
they didn't know what it even stood for. Right. So when I found out what it stood for, Ooh. it was like a double slap. Right. people were calling me that that didn't even know they were talking mm-hmm. about my breasts. I mean, you I know, could have easily done it. I just right. didn't, I didn't meet the character. Right. And so it was really bothersome, you know, and I, I grinned and bared it because, sure. you know, at that at that point in time, in especially in gaming, while in LARP, it was about 50-50. Male, female. Male, female. But it was, it's still like, I, I ended up playing a pretty influential character. Right. In if I had caused a huge ruckus out of character because of what they were calling me, mm-hmm. that would have caused more drama than getting it fixed. And that's dumb. I, and, you know, you're not the first woman I've heard tell, but mm-hmm. that story of I love my character, I'm doing really good stuff in my character, if I complain about this out-of-game stuff, it's going to wreck my whole experience. Yeah, yeah, and so and, you just suck it up. And I've known people who have done exactly that. They have done what you're supposed to do. And it has wrecked their whole experience. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And so you've got to just deal with it. You know, for at least you did. You don't anymore. It's certainly getting from from my perspective. It's it's better than it was. My perception has changed though because I'm older now. Right. And it, it's not just that I'm older, so people don't do that to me anymore. It's also I'm older and I don't put up with that shit anymore. Right. You know, like people come up and say stuff to me, and I'm like, "Shut up!" You know, right. like don't don't you talk to don't you talk to my players? Don't you talk to anybody like that? You know, in, in there's something nice about not caring. Yes, and going no, you're just just no. It's right. the best part about being forty, isn't it? Oh, it's great. when people are like, "Hey, man, do you want to hang hang out this weekend?" And you're like, "I don't like you." <laughs> Because <laughs> you just don't have time for that. I've got no. stuff going on my in life my is, life. My life is half over. I'm not, <laughs> not going to waste any more of it on relatives I don't like. Right? Yeah. It's I've thing. got Legend of Zelda to play. <laughs> we, how how none of us ever understand how like the you know the the fifty year old person who's who's divorced or or widowed or something and they they end up with marrying a new person within like a year and people young people are like. I just don't understand how you could marry someone so quick. And people who are like over 40 are like, no, you don't have time to court. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, don't, there. don't you remember how awful dating is? Right. I'm not doing that shit for very long again. <laughs> the One of the interesting things about the, the P.T. Bates story that, that you've not touched on is the fact that most of the people who called you that from that game where, where it started – really did believe and think it was on some level they were complimenting you oh yeah they, they that i mean really literally it, it was a compliment about right. my chest to start with right and i also think that they thought it was a cute nickname like right. i actually think most of them liked me and like, thought it was hilarious right again not malicious but that made it worse I think we can say something here that's if you give somebody a nickname that you think is super cute and funny, but you won't say it to their face, you're the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else. As a player, I I once had a gentleman at a LARP corner me and try to drag me down the stairs. Like to back to his room or something? Yeah, exactly. Back to his room. Um, And... He uh, he apparently was not taking his medication that day, and he 
proceeded to tell me and several other players that Ryan wasn't good enough for me. Well, that's not a debate, but I'm it, not. And you then, were P.T. Bates. Uh, <laughs> and then proceeded to um, tell everyone that he was going to take care of me. And, you know, wink, wink, nudge, right, right. nudge kind of deal. Um, and Is this the same guy that threw the chair? No, that's a different guy. You've not got no luck with people who <laughs> need to take their okay, medicine. Okay, I will say this, though. The guy that threw the chair at me, he would have thrown the chair at me if I had been a guy. Yeah, the chair like, was not a sexist incident. Yeah, it was just a, his meds were off and he didn't like that my character was challenging his. It right. was certainly... A wrong yes. incident. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Just saying that people with bad meds follow you around. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, but hold on. The, the thing, though, is, you know, he tried to get me down the stairs, physically get me down the stairs, and to separate me from everyone else. And then his friends defended him. By saying he's off his meds. By saying he's off his meds, so it's okay. Right. That wasn't him. You so were the one who needed to understand. Yeah, I needed to understand. I needed to be accepting. I needed to not make a big deal about this. Because those were his meds that kept him from raping people? Apparently. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, no, no. And, the, and the weird thing was, it's like, I was like, what? what is wrong with him? And they were like, he's a diabetic. I'm like, fuck you people. Your sugar does not drop and then you try to rape somebody. That's, That's not how that works. No, I, I know a lot of diabetics. I've never heard of that I mean, particular I, symptom. They I, get cranky, but I, not like that. If you had said, threw the chair, took a swing at me, I, I've known diabetics who can get a little violent when they're drunk. When it goes super high or super low. Yes. yes. They're messed up. But not like that. No. And and it was, again, a situation of people trying to make the situation less than it was or, you know, it's okay. You know, like, and it was a girl who told me that. It, it, It was another female gamer. It was another, you know, lady gamer who walked up and said, no, you know, it's not his fault. He's off his meds. My wife, uh, she's, uh, a gamer too. She mm-hmm. plays as much and probably more than I do now. Uh, and she had a not exactly the same experience, but something similar once. I suspect most yes women gamers have had a similar right. experience. Oh yeah. And when she complained to some of the other women in game, multiple ones said, "But he's really good looking. Ugh. You should take it as a compliment." Ugh. Or they said, I wish that that had been me. And I'm like, that is not good. It's no. It's not healthy. No, but again, this is how society has messed up both sides. Yes, absolutely. You know, society has taught guys, this is how you behave. Sexual and aggressiveness is acceptable. Is, is, not, is, is wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's taught... It's taught the ladies that that's how guys tell you they like you. You know, like, oh, did did Billy pull your hair at school? That must mean he likes you. No, that means he assaulted you. So mm. Marty cannot watch James Bond movies. Oh, they're terrible. Because of this exact issue. The, the, the action, the violence, all that stuff. Even the half-naked women doesn't don't, don't bother her. It's the moment when he goes up to a woman and he's like, hey... I'm taking you to my room. And they just fall over. It's yeah. just like, oh, uh, that's when she turns it off. Yeah. You want to know what's really terrible? The original series of Star Trek. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, Kirk <laughs> is very sexually it's, aggressive. No, it they're isn't all. They're it's all. not just, they're all bad. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hate it because that's like, I loved, I loved the original Star Trek. And then we rewatched it and I was like, this is really rapey. But Star Trek, the original series, I think 
conveys the issue Jason and I have been having on this show. Star Trek was trying to be progressive and inclusive and do all of these amazing mm-hmm. things with diversity. They they had a black person in in a command position on a bridge. Not they had just a woman that, but it was and it was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And, and they had a, a Russian in the middle of the Cold War yep. on their bridge. They had a, a Scottish guy. You know, they were doing all of these things to show diversity and inclusion in space, uh, but also super rapey. Yeah. And Kirk and, had to get his gun off every episode. It wasn't even just that. When a woman was in danger for any reason, the danger was always that she was going to be sexually assaulted. Every time. And they constantly manhandle the women. Yeah. Right. They don't go, here, let me help you. Like, they physically grab them by both arms, and you can actually see like it the indent. indents yeah, on right. their arms. You Oof. know, and, and it was like, I'm watching this and going, I don't think I want Dakota to watch these. And it's that thing that, that we were struggling with with interrupting Carrie is like, we're trying to do the right thing, but it is so ingrained in our society that even trying to not interrupt. It's so easy to do it still. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's like the with Marty and the the James Bond films. I never saw it. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. real like I knew that he was like sexually aggressive, but I had always assumed that it was sexy. Like I'm not sexually aggressive at all. Mm-hmm. And Marty will tell you that I didn't even know that we were dating for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even still, me being that way, and never the kind of guy who comes on to somebody, it. I had no clue. Like, yeah. oh, well, that's that's not okay. Oh, shit, she's right. It's not yeah, really no. okay, is it? I always like to think, if if you're a guy and you're not sure, how would you react if a guy was doing that to you? I think that's a great, you that's know, a great line. You know, if you'd be like, hey, man, not interested. Okay, you know, but right. if the guy keeps going, hey, you're coming back to my room. Right, no. Mm-mm. You know, no, that's, that's assault. That's, you know, right. ugh, ugh. You know, I actually had a positive experience with that one time where I was at work and this guy was talking about this kind of you, you remember what what was the the senator who as a joke had touched the Al Franken. And he was like, "What's the big deal?" You know, she was wearing a flag vest. It was obviously semi-staged. I'm like, "Hey man, can I put a pillow on your lap and touch your dick?" And he's like, "Absolutely no. Wait." <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's a pillow. Yeah. Tell us a bit about what you've experienced as a storyteller, as a dungeon master. Would you say your experiences as a in, as a dungeon master and storyteller have been better, worse? Okay, I would say they're probably better than as a player because even normally, if I'm if I'm storytelling, if I'm running the game, I have power. Okay. And, and and so like I'm able to control more than I can when I'm a player. I want to I want to preface this too by saying that anybody who's ever played in Carrie's games, who's really been paying attention, she's good at it. She's, yeah, right. She's really good at it. Right. And a lot of the things that I have tried to do has been derived from her lessons of, of like emotional content and uh, making the characters like you, you're really good at making the characters love the NPCs and. and and be really upset when you do terrible things to And them. I do do terrible like, things to So them. I won't interrupt you any longer, uh, other than just say that, think about this, she's really good 
and still suffers from these issues. So it's not just the quality of the work. It's just the fact that you're a woman. Right. I, fact, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you, Jason. It, it's why you're the legend. <laughs> and and behind your back, we call you P.P. Carey. Oh, oh my no. God. No, it's, it's perfect plot. Perfect, perfect plot, <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, well, first of all, the the big thing as a as a as the storyteller, especially as like the lead storyteller, head storyteller, is when I have people I don't know that, and it's oh, it's people. It's not just guys. Right. It's, it's you know women too that come into the game, and they nine times out of ten, and you have both seen this mm-hmm. that they walk in and they're like you know oh Carrie's the head storyteller, and they will walk to one of you. Right. Like, and we've both been on staff with you before. Right. This, this happens at your art table at conventions. They yes. walk up to me, and, and even though you're sitting next to me, and they say, your art's great. And, and I have to say, it's my wife's. Right. And then they always, like, blink <laughs> and are confused. It, it's gotten to the point where we actually have buttons we wear. Right. That says I'm the artist, and you know, and he's like, I'm the, the artist. Way? Yeah, I, <laughs> I have, had no idea. I have a button that says not the artist. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. Um, and the same thing happens at the at the check in desk. They come in and they mm-hmm. they assume that Jason or I were the head story, and they assume that I'm just you know dating one of you and helping out, right? Or at best, on staff, right? Right. Um, so like that. That's the the. Biggest, most common one, probably. I mean, and I have had a couple instances of of players, and it's almost always been guys, sure, who just cannot comprehend that I'm in charge. Right. Um, so you were telling me about in particular somebody. Yeah. Who uh, like I would be like, "Hey, Billy Bob, right? I need to run a scene for you," and he would look at me blankly, like he could not comprehend. It got to the point where I actually had to be like, Ryan, you have to run everything for Billy Bob. Because he's not listening to me? Because he cannot actually listen to me and and understand it. And Billy Bob wasn't a... It has a terrible name because I made it up. Um, Billy Bob was, was a little bit of a creepy player, but I don't think he was a dangerous player. Um, And I don't think he was going... I don't want Carrie to run scenes for me. No, he seemed to really like you. Right. But not... And not real... Not, not, like, not creepy, not really. Because like. um, he messaged you a lot, right? Uh, yeah, About yeah. About life stuff. Yeah, it, it, but like could not have me in a leadership position. It just didn't accept or understand. Yeah, he, he literally could not comprehend that, could not process that. Right. And would you say that if I would said, hey, Carrie's the lead storyteller, you know that, right? He would have said, oh, yeah. I know oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know because I did that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But he would still I ask. If he would come to our staff and ask for things. And Carrie, you know, if it was something that we couldn't do, mm-hmm. Carrie would would say, you know, no, we can't, we can't do that with your character. And then he would say, but what about if we did it like this? But what about? But what about? And he would not argue, but just not offer. A, would what just about not, you? not accept mm-hmm. no. And then I would walk up, and Carrie would say, we're talking about whether or not he can do this thing. And I would say, oh, yeah, no, that that's a no. We can't do that. And he'd go, okay. And then leave. And then it walk was, away. And it was bizarre, and it happened all the time. And, and I want to say that Marty, not Marty, Carrie <laughs> has been a lead storyteller longer than both of us. Yeah. 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 Carrie and I have been playing about the same amount of time, but she's been she's been storytelling and she was Longer, for the, sure. the RVR Carnival I played in first. Mm-hmm. She was the lead storyteller. Right. And then when we started our uh, Underground Theater Chronicle, she was the lead storyteller again then. Yeah. I've 
always been the lead storyteller. You're good at it. <laughs> um, I'm a good delegator. Well, that's I, really the. <laughs> I was talking to somebody one day, and I said Carrie's real talent isn't rules or or like really picky details and stuff. It's when I tell her an idea, she knows if it's good or if yeah. it could be. Or if it could be good. There's something here. Or, I don't know. Let's... And she's really good at that. I try. You should be an editor. Oh. Except oh. for the part where you do With words? Yeah, no words. You're like, hey, you should throw this away <laughs> and never come back. And less is good. Yeah, less is more. You're also really good at knowing what your players want. Oh, Like, yeah, you have true. a really good read mm. of, of what's going to fly in your game and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, let's see what as a story. One time as a storyteller, I showed up at a game before everyone else to start setting up site. Right, and this was a location that had a, a secondary room that was being rented out by some miniature players that like, were like Warhammer, like Warhammer. And I I was very excited because I was wearing my new jumpsuit. It, it's it was a it was a ridiculous outfit, but it was super fun. Right, and um. When I walked by, and I got about 10 paces past their room, I heard them all discussing me and mm-hmm. the things they were going to do to me. Right. And they were um, kids, weren't they? Some of them were kids. Some of them were adults. They should have all known better. Yes. Um, and it wasn't like just like, oh, she was hot. Mm-hmm. Like It was like detailed, against the wall, uncomfortable things and all that. And I, you know, and I was the only one there. And that's really like that, you know, the, for your first instinct is your stomach drops because if they really had wanted to do those things, they could have because yeah. there there was probably a dozen of them in there. And if 10 people are saying something awful, one of them could really mean it. Right. Exactly. You I just, mean, they you could don't all know. mean it, but the odds. Yeah. At least one of them was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yes. no. And and I just kept thinking, though, like I've got 20, 25 minutes before any of my players get here. Mm hmm. But then I started going, I have girl players that are going to be walking by there. Mm-hmm. And I actually got more mad than scared. Well, you're pretty tough anyway. Uh, I mean, people who have yeah. met you can <laughs> recognize that. You switched from being the victim to being the person in charge to pr- who had to protect mm-hmm. others. I, I turned into a mama bear. And um, I went back to that room and I stood there. While they talked about me, <laughs> until a, a power move. one by one they all got quiet, and mm-hmm. I said, "If I hear one more fucking word out of you, I will have you banned from this location. If you look at any of my players, I will have you banned from the." You know, and I just, I kind of did the, mm-hmm. I, I flipped to um, a mom and it, that was swearing, and right. there and, was there was nowhere else for them to play Warhammer at that no, time. No, at the time it, there was not in. I was, and all I remember is actually, I, I was so angry that I was shaking the whole time. And the first player that showed up was Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so funny because Billy Bob didn't know what was going on, but could tell something wasn't right. And so he just kind of kept pacing the room mm-hmm. because, you know, because he didn't, he didn't understand enough to be able to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have told him because no. I don't know that he could have helped. But like having a, an angry looking guy pacing back and forth actually Help a helped bit. a little bit. And then like when poor Ryan showed up, Ryan was like, what's going on? And I'm like, Wah! actually, I believe I showed up and said, what did Billy Bob do? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. And 
I was like, That's not awful. him. I, I actually, I, I remember, I felt like the the um, Miss Scarlet from Clue <laughs> when she was like, flames. <laughs> going fire across flames. my fire, flames. And I like it took me several hours to calm down from that. I, I was so... I was I was so scared and mad at the same time, which is never a good combination. Right. So I, I think that as hard as it is to be the person on the spot like you were, mm-hmm. it's really important to call people out when when you can mm-hmm. who are behaving like that for a bunch of reasons, one of which is to make it clear that it's not acceptable. Right. Like, I'm going to be here. I don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. So, no, don't, yeah. don't yeah, do it. Mm-mm. But But more than that, it's good for those people to hear it. Yeah, because you know what? It might not have helped... Those middle-aged men that were saying something, but those teenagers were scared shitless. But you right. know what? Even some of those middle-aged guys might have been like, Whoa, Oh, I just said these I, horrible... Yeah. I was just kidding around. I didn't really... It, like, And legitly they, did not realize. Mm-hmm. They were saying, it was just locker room talk. It was just yeah. locker room talk. It wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. And then when they get home, maybe, and they think about it, they're like, you know, she was really upset. Yeah, I, maybe I hope I crossed so. Maybe I the line. Right? I hope so, because... I, there's been few times that I've been madder than that at a game for for that kind of reason. And it's and I know and I would never ask anybody to do it, but if you can safely, mm-hmm. it might help in the oh, long run. You know, and or or wait till you've got someone there to back you up if you can't most, do it. Most people, most <laughs> most <laughs> most people inherently don't want to be a bad person. No. Right. And and I would say with many men, we don't always know that what we're doing is being a bad person. No. Because of the societal norms. Absolutely. That, right? You cannot correct the behavior you are not aware is wrong. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you've never been called out. You cannot fix something that is that you do not know is broken. Right. And and even though it's broken it's broken because society is broken and is teaching the broken thing as okay. So sometimes we have to just point out, hey, stupid guys, <laughs> if you keep saying that shit about me, you know, I'm going to have your ass thrown out. Mm-hmm. And and then they go, why were we even saying that stuff? It doesn't even... Like, I'm like, embarrassed. The and then later on you're like, if that embarrassed me to be called out, I... Probably was the bad person. How stupid was that? Yeah. It teaches those people better behaviors. And like you said, there's a kid there. If they see these grown men getting called out for that stuff, maybe they're like, whoa, I don't want to be called out like that. Right. And some of those people, this is the only experience they've had with women other than terrible movies is, oh, she's sexy. I'm going to say something that works in movies. (laughs) Well, we are moving from being insightful to mansplaining. Yeah. That's also true. That's yes. True. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been really good. I, I didn't uh, want to be like, stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that our points are really great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we call you uh, PP Jason. Oh. Perfect points. Perfect points. Right. Goodness. Are, is there any other storyteller story that, that you want to share? Oh, I, I've got a big one. Okay. Uh, we can always edit all that bullshit me and Ryan said. There you More go. room for Woo. your long story. I used to run a game with my boyfriend. Yes, not me. Not not Ryan, my my other boyfriend. And uh we broke up and he went insane. And proceeded my stalker guy. Uh he's not so much stalked me as stalked my character. And uh. by stalked I meant he did everything in his power 
in and out of character to try to get my character killed, to try to make everyone hate my character. Uh, ruin its reputation. Ruin the reputation that I had set up for this character. It, like, like, he he killed off all of my packmates. Mm-hmm. He cheated to kill them off. Right. Um, actually, that actually happened... Uh, you know, I, we've talked about this. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. My character still. was one of those characters. And yeah. uh, it, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. And this went on for like five years. Five years? Yeah. Even after our games had left the organiza- organization mm-hmm. they like, were in. We weren't even playing with him any longer. He and his group of people that decided I was evil and, and mm-hmm. bad um, proceeded to make my character a bad guy in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think they killed her off. I don't even know what so they, they did. They made your character an NPC yeah. in their game to yes. kill her. Yes. And, and you know what? I really don't really care about that. But before they, before they killed your character, they NPC'd her as a bad guy for like two years yeah. to really make sure that everybody only remembered what an evil character it was. It was so incredibly childish. And... And sad. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't wish anybody harm over you know a break. Breakups are suck. Yes, right. you know, like I will say that. You know, and I had always said, look, boyfriend, I just don't. I wish you well, just not with me. Right. Like I wish you well away. I just don't want to deal with you anymore. And I don't know if that uh, pushed his buttons or what. But well, some people can't handle rejection. It was just a very long, drawn out drama and stupid. Um, I never felt endangered physically by the whole situation, but there was a lot of uh, emotional manipulation that happened. Would you say he was trying to get you to quit, quit playing? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he. I, I think the end goal was that I would no longer enjoy the hobby that I loved. Do you think it was to to destroy the hobby for you, or do you think it was to get you out of his territory? I think it was both. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the first one, you know, he marked it as his territory. Um, mm-hmm. And and then at, because what happened was he was on staff with me at the time. And after the cheating happened, mm-hmm. I kicked him off staff. Right. And that then was he had to retaliate against me. Yeah. Um, and that's when suddenly I had a bunch of people I'd never met before trying to kill my character. Men suck. Well, what can we do to to help with all of this stuff? Don't suck, right? I think (laughs) I'm I'm a old kind of an old school gamer. Like I I learned to play back when it was only guys that played Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it was the '80s, and we hid in mom's basement and played and stuff. And back then, the only time a girl. Uh, and I say girl not to – because back then I was a boy. It was We were kids. You were all but, kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the only time a, a, a girl would show up for game was because she came with, with her boyfriend to see what her boyfriend was doing that night. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to be there. None of us wanted her there. And so there was just this innate sexist resentment mm-hmm. that would happen. Uh, and invariably that whole situation would cause the game to suck. And this would happen once or twice a year in every gaming group across the country. You know what I mean? Like this, but this was for many people who are now middle-aged men, 
many of us, that was our experience with, with women who gamed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, today, that experience is very different. Today, Dungeons & Dragons is now played, you know... By more women than men, yeah. Right, like it's it's super... Yeah, that's so... Great. Great. I was going to say, those numbers are crazy because it's, it's not really been that long. Right. <laughs> but I, I bring that up mostly because cause the very first thing that we have to do, I think, as an as older gamers mm-hmm. is stop and check ourselves and, and just go, Hey guys, wait, stop. Like women are gaming now because women game and are awesome at it. And, and we need to stop thinking of it the way we thought of it 20 years ago. That was wrong 20 years ago. And it's even more wrong now. It's way more wrong now. And even 20 years ago, most of those girls would have played you know, I, I, I can remember going to tabletop games mm-hmm. and <laughs> one of one of my uh, a guy I was interested in was running a tabletop game and he said, come to the game. And I said, I don't want to be that girl. I actually said, like, girls were aware. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we know that guys didn't want us there. And he said, no, no, just come and play. And, come. and I remember I sat down and all of the guys huffed and rolled their like literally in my face, rolled their eyes. And uh, the, the DM was like, what do you do? You know, and I was like, I'm rolling for initiative. And I just did something, and they all went, oh. Oh, we're, we're serious. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she, knows, she, under, she knows what her stats are, you yeah. know. And I think that if people would just give space in games for women to play. So don't try to push them out. You know, don't. Subconsciously, and, even. Yeah, like, like, and I'm not saying that you have to open the door and be like, I want half of my table to be, to be women. Like, you know, like, don't do that. Like, you know, have your friends or, or, you know, whoever's playing with you. But yeah, don't make it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, if a, if a, if a, a woman walks into your game to play, don't all the guys start chanting blood, blood. Blood, oh, blood, no. or, or whatever you know, like you you don't do that. I, I don't know. Like it, it's super frustrating to me. So treat women like people, like people. What? What? I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I had this incident happen at work back last summer. Okay. Uh, one of the people I work with is a younger woman. She's in her twenties, and there was a guy who's uh, a little older than me, like late forties, early fifties. All right, dad. He's got kids. Some of them are girls. And he's like a big softy dude. But oh. he makes dad jokes, but that are sort of inappropriate. It could certainly be misinterpreted as inappropriate. All right. For example, the joke that he told her was, I heard you used to be fat. I see you've put that behind you. And like looked behind her. Oh, like gosh. And she even at the moment thought, he's not really checking me out. But this is a much older guy that's in a position of authority who's pretending to look at my ass at the very least. Yeah. But like if I take this as a completely but, innocent thing, he's still making an inappropriate joke about my body. Yeah. And there was a couple of other incidences where he said things like that. Could just be that he's an idiot. Sure. And what but she needs to do is go to your union rep. She was very uncomfortable because you know how you talked about how you don't want to ruin your yeah. game? Yeah. Well, she doesn't want to ruin her job mm-hmm. by going to somebody. Because if you go turn something like that in, real life, sure, it's going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. 
And now, will that guy be fired? There's a decent chance. At the very least, he's going to be disciplined. Right. So she felt like she couldn't do anything. She didn't want to, she didn't want to expend the emotional energy to confront him. Right. And so I said something to him about it. And I feel like that she was happy about that. Right. But I also felt very uncomfortable because I'm like, am I stepping on her by taking this out of her hands? Or is that something that she would want? Um, and I, I feel like in the end, she was happy. In, but In that instance? Yeah. Ask. Well, I, I talked to her about it, and she was very wishy-washy because she felt so embarrassed. What would you want in that situation? If you felt uncomfortable confronting the person, would you be comfortable I, with somebody doing it for I, you? I would, in every struggle that's happening today. Right. You know, all over the board. Right. The number one thing that is needed are allies. Right. And that's, you know, even even in something as, as small sounding as, you know, women in gaming. Sure. We need allies. If, if you guys hear somebody saying something, if you hear someone calling me P.T. Bates. Call them out. Call them out. Maybe the answer is we don't wait and check with her and see if she wants. Do you want me to say something? We need to take it on ourselves and say something immediately. You know. On the spot when it happens. If if you are there when he turns around and pretends to look at her butt. Say you, something. Hey, you need dude, to do, that's not okay. Dude, that's not cool. Right. Because then you're not passing that ball back and forth between. Right. You're going in the moment you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with how he is behaving. Like that's not appropriate for work, dude. Well, that's or not appropriate. Life. Life. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's not appropriate. Instead of standing up and, you know, white knighting for See, her, that's what I was worried about. I don't want But you're not, you're not though. You're going, I don't want to be around someone behaving like that. Not, she doesn't need protection. Right. It, it's, it's about him, not him going to her. Right. Because I, I, if I was in a similar situation, there's times when I would feel like, no, if I wanted to cuss that dude out, I would. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to take my agency away. Right. But there's other times when, you know what? I've been picked on really bad. And if somebody had been like, hey, dude, that's enough. Knock it off. That would have meant the world to me. Yeah. Would, but it's different. You would know? you say it's safe to wait a moment to let well, her yeah. have the opportunity? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that... The trick is you need to own, as we need to own the the, the offendedness. Don't say, hey, you're hurting her feelings. Say, right. hey, dude, I don't, don't want to be around that shit. <laughs> I don't like the way that you are talking to her. Yes. Talking to a member of my team. You yes. don't even, if you can even take away the her part. I get it. And just, you don't talk to people that way. That's fair. I like that. You know, like, the the more you can connect and be part of what was offended... Okay. The better, because then you're an ally. Mm-hmm. You you are part of it. So yeah. All right. Thank you for helping us solve the world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to game wrap. All right. Welcome to game wrap. Looks like this is the end. <laughs> Don't miss our next exciting episode. Oh, boy. I can always tell when Ryan's uncomfortable. He's just doing voices. <laughs> right? Is that it? That's one. And falls asleep. That's the other one. Oh. This situation's awkward. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I, I fall asleep because I'm off my diabetes meds. Oh, okay. Oh, everyone should become a napper. Just, yeah. just nap. All right. Well, you can find us at honorrollpodcast.com. Of course, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else that you can find your podcasts. We're on Twitter, at honorrollpodcast. We're on Facebook, and we are able to be reached by email at hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. And, of course, like we said at the opening, you can find us at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. Yay! Can we say, please email us if we fuck up again? Yes. By yeah. all means, as long as you are kind and thoughtful, we are absolutely willing to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I, I suspect we're going to start getting emails now that say that Carrie talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Only from uh, old gamers. I was, I was going to say, it's, they're going to be signed, Jason and Ryan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight I'm just maxing everybody out with XP. Thank you. Because uh, I think that this was actually a, uh, this was an incredibly important show. I and, think it was healthy. And I hope we did it well, and I hope that it, it makes some people realize that that these things aren't just uh, more social justice issues. Like, I hope that people actually hear it and, and you know, realize that there really are problems. Yeah. I just want a game. I'm not looking to like, have people like, oh, she's looking for people to feel sorry for her. Like, no, that's not what this is so about. So what you're saying, your demands are to be equal? That's ridiculous. Yeah. What? All right. Join us next week when our topic is, holy crap, did you guys see that Lich Zoluan retweeted us and then actually responded to us on Twitter? I, no, I don't read. We talk about it next week. We will talk next about it week. next week. <laughs> All right. Until next time, uh, this is the curmudgeon, the legend, and the favorite. And remember, the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. Have fun. podcast and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com.